halfway there. You either got less hair or more coming out everywhere. Getting more deaf, worrying about death. All the tires you got are spare. Unexplained coffin while choosing your coffin. Getting some laughs in and choking on taffy. Squeaking more than a dolphin. Rolling at the kids, soiling undies with skids. Wondering if we fucked it up, can we still make the mic drop? Genexing, texting, vexing, exiting. But not yet, not yet. We're just halfway there. Halfway there. Hi, I'm Kim Gaynor. Hi, I'm Camila Fantasia. Hi, I'm Jenny Tear, and this is Halfway There, a podcast about the new middle age. I'm really hey, beefing hey. up on my voice over there. It's great. It makes yeah. me feel almost to be old. I love it. Yeah, right? Being yeah. old is so cheerful. It's so I great. Am. Yeah, your tooth is falling out? Don't worry. You're halfway there. <laughs> the, How I'm is the everybody? Because it's a morning record. I have a very deep voice. I know. Yeah, I have... can see your sexy bedhead. Yeah. I'm still I still my actually... robe. I can never replicate my sexy bed head. I often wake up thinking that looks good. You can't if you shower, if you're an actual human being. Why don't you put a little like plastic cap over it and like leave it as is? You've not, you clearly have not thought this through. I have not thought this through. Because this hair must be preserved. Yeah, there's a very easy way to preserve your your bed head. Camille's always had good hair. I I know. Yeah. Yeah. I wish I had um, more of a wave in it. You could let it grow. Yeah, uh, re- reader, reader, sorry, listener. For those <laughs> of you who've never seen him, he has a pretty thick head of but short hair, right, Kim? Yeah, yeah, but extremely thick. I mean, that thickness mm-hmm. is not going anywhere. I expect him to do, have like more and more hair. Camilo at ninety nine is going to be just a Crystal. big, thick head of hair. Just yeah. Bur- I'm Everywhere. definitely going to have more and more hair just in places I don't want it. Well, that too. But but also, dear listener, he has that like that graying silvery temples and then like just the, oh, just naturally kind of effortlessly gray little streaks um, at the top. I mean, it's quite nice. If we he, have- if he, if his, his hair dye would be called silver fox if it was in a box. I... I appreciate all these compliments because I'm insecure about my hair color. I'm glad that you appreciate those because I'm about to ask you for something. Uh, No, I'm kidding. I'm not. Um, (laughs) Can I bum 15 bucks, please? Yeah. I was like, should we? It would be, you know, it'd be an interesting podcast to do one day is if we called all our friends up and we tried to borrow money. (laughs) (laughs) Just listened and, and uh, but the thing is that I've actually done that in real life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so and, it would be not a fun sort of <laughs> thing of my youth. It would be like sad nostalgia. It would be like uh, Kim again. Again, uh, yeah. Kim. <laughs> we could this record again. Them. <laughs> but it would be funny if we called and we asked for like really small amounts, like $5. Yes. Be like, are you okay, Jen? Seriously. Yeah. <laughs> so, Jen. I go way back. Jen, you've definitely borrowed money from me, and I've borrowed money from you. Oh my God. I was so broke. I couldn't afford a Metro card. I've had I've had bottom of the barrel times of like scraping. Jennifer, 
Can I borrow $3.48, please? I know, but with Venmo now, it could be a reality. You're like, hi, hey, Matt, um, I need $3. (laughs) How do you feel about the Venmo social media side? It's awkward. It's so weird. Like people like your payments. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, you guys, I'm going to read some of the, the things that people are paying for in Venmo right now. Okay. Like, this is very strange. And why would you let us all see this? Yes. Uh-huh. Well, okay. Okay. And why is this person I know paying this other person I know? Well, what what's are they weird is like when a rando like will like a payment you gave, you're like, thanks for walking the dog. And it's like somebody else's <laughs> like, like, you're like, huh? <laughs> Guys, you want to hear? Okay. Yeah. That's the reason why I keep mine, my payments private, but um, other people are not. So here are a few examples. Um, chase drugs and rock and roll. <laughs> Don't know what that means. Um Goddess Reborn, part one of four. That sounds really epic. <laughs> Settling up. That sounds awkward. Um, German that's what flag. They, they settled up. Well, that's these are what the notes say. The payments okay. are one is I, an, and should we clarify for people who don't know what this is? Is it Venmo? No, we are living in the world. Why <laughs> stop thinking about the fucking time capsule from twenty three hundred people? Oh, yeah. Listen, okay, my so, mother is listening, and I don't know if she knows what Venmo is. And, okay, it's, uh, a, it's a cash app where you can you can it's like PayPal between friends, basically. Yes. Um, okay. Although I will say I have Venmo for business too. Oh, uh, those... you buy these are fun. Do you want to hear the okay, rest? Okay, yeah, yes. let's hear the rest. Okay, um, these uh, lots of them are just emojis. This is fish emoji, taco emoji, wine emoji, beer emoji. Um, here's an interesting one: cacao ceremony. Wow, that sounds very Ooh. spiritual. Wait, is that what is that the event that happened that's being paid for? Yes. Have you never used Venmo? You said you used yes, Venmo. Yes, but I want to hear the person, the person who paid who for what. I need the you full You don't picture. know these people and I'm not going to get sued. <laughs> so-and-so paid so-and-so for a cacao ceremony. Okay. Why are you so confused? You're, you're like, you're 90 today. Because I can't tell if the person is called cacao ceremony or if it, that's what's being paid for. No, these are the notes from the payments. Do you understand now? Yes, now I am. Yeah. Okay. For fuck's sake. Okay. German flag, German flag, German flag. Airplane. Oh, that's not good. Riotsville. Rent. There's a few rent. Mm. New boot goofing. Mm. Shakshuka. Oh, that sounds good. I love Somebody shakshuka. went to brunch. Yeah. Burgers. And then this one is a very confusing poop emote. Poop emoji, heart emoji, fire emoji, heart emoji. That's That's a That's... Kinky sense Yeah, definitely. No judgment. I mean, we must all be really, really bored if we're like liking people's Venmo transactions. <laughs> I don't um, like them, but I do I do sort of stalk them just because I find them interesting. I know someone who kind of stalked their ex-boyfriend via their Venmo, like they'd blocked this partner off of everything. And then the one like platform <laughs> they forgot to was Venmo. And in a dark night of the soul, like went through their ex's Venmo transactions. It's like, oh God, that is ouch. It it is. That's like, oh, that's that's painful. You know, you're like, you're like looking. You're like, 
definitely out on a date. <laughs> Bitch. Sushi, sushi and heart emoji. And, yeah. And cucumber. Fuck you. Yeah. Uber cab ride. Like, um, you know, <laughs> walk of shame. Like, God you damn can, it. He's having you, sex. You can kind of track the whole date. I know. What if, what if it's the, basically like a dinner? Then a visit to CVS, yeah. then an yeah. Uber, <laughs> yeah. then an Uber like eighteen hours later. Definitely. Then CVS again for a pregnancy <laughs> test, maybe or Plan B. Plan B, yeah. Mm-hmm. And the COVID test. For- yeah, <laughs> and then if the date's gone bad, like a day later, there's like a, a, tr- a like a payment from mom, like treat yourself. Ah. <laughs> uh- Thanks, yeah definitely wow i need to stop my venmo a little bit more i think i i turned it off my visibility off yeah i think keeping your payments private is probably the way to go i mean insofar as anyone has privacy but yeah there is something like very disturbing about people eyeballing (laughs) who you're like paying yeah what you're paying for at least it doesn't show the amount. Can you imagine? I can think of nothing more humiliating than people getting like my bank transaction statements. Like, you know, your readout of just like the crap that you buy. You're like, oh, Jen, really $10 a day on coffee. <laughs> Not you to know? mention your Amazon history. I know uh, you don't shop Amazon, MG. but yeah. Yeah. But no, I don't want there's something that. about the the bank, the bank statements that are like very, I remember my dad, (laughs) I had a a very brief moment. I had a credit card through him and he was like, Hey kid, uh, you're taking this over from now on the coffee's on you. Oh man, you mean it was just a credit card in his name that you would just use like free money? It was a credit card that he like co-signed for me at Actors Theater of Louisville. And when I moved to New York, that shit was cut off fast. Oh shit. Because I think he saw what I was using it on and he was like, this is some bullshit. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, and that was, uh, yeah, that did not last. That's funny. opened a credit card for me a co- uh, in Louisville too. Yeah. I remember those those salad days, but also I did have I did have that credit card, you know, for emergencies. That was kind of that was that was like basically the same. Oh, and did then you? those em- those emergencies turned into daily like fun expenses and that <laughs> that's when that the kibosh came down very quick. Yeah. Kim, like, did you not do the University of Michigan scam and sign up for the credit card there? Um, I don't know. I do remember someone calling me when I was in college and was like, hey, would you like a credit card? And I was like, oh, I don't have a job. And they're like, you don't need a job. Do you have parents? <laughs> <laughs> That's how the call went. I was like, yes. Well, then you can have a credit card. And, and they're like, would you like us to send you one? And I was like, yeah, sure. And then I literally just I just spent it. I just used it every single day. And then the statement came and it was like $2,000. And my parents were like, what the fuck? Basically, yeah. They've made those tactics illegal now, but it used to be that they would, they would target kids like that. Absolutely. Kim, they had tables. Kim, they had tables around campus. 
signing oh, yeah. people up for that. And this was not like, oh, I'm, you know, Bank of America, like with a, no, this was a, a credit card with the University of Michigan on it, like our iconic bell tower printed on it. So it was I think clearly subsidized. As if the university wasn't bilking us out of enough money. They're like, let's get a cut out of this shit too. You know, like, yeah, this this idiot is going to go and buy like 30 CDs a month. Oh, which for sure. was what happened. I remember the, um, the sandwich shop there, Amir's, and there was another one, Zingerman's, I think. Oh, or wait, no, that's in New York. What's the one that was- No, Zingerman's is, is, is iconic Ann Arbor sandwich shop, but it's oh, okay. kind of like out of the way. The, the sandwiches were $15 back then. Yeah, wow. and they're, they're like it 20. must be like fifty dollars now. Exactly, they, they it's are like fifty or eighty dollars in today's money, and and I would spend it. And mm-hmm. I remember, I remember very clearly this conversation. Well, do you have parents? Yes. <laughs> well, then you can have a credit card. It I helps. mean, Kim I Jen, love that. Zingerman's, Zingerman's is really good, though. It's worth fifty dollars. So, quality products. They ship all over the country now. Yeah, you can order it. Beautiful. I mean, I love that they seem to get excited when you're like, but I don't have a job. And they're like, that doesn't matter. You have parents. That'd be worse because if you have a job, you could pay this off and not have as many late fees. Has that become illegal? Yes, Uh. yes, yes. Because I remember reading about it because, um, yeah, because it's, it's predatory. And, you know, that was absolutely the thinking. These get these kids on the credit cards they'll run it up and then we'll make a shit ton in late fees and interest and that's exactly what happened with me that's that was my entree into like using credit and it, it fucked up my credit off the bat and then yeah. you know i'm already starting out like figuring out oh shit i fucked up like it was the very first credit card and i fucked up my credit you know it, so it's, it's wrong. shitty yeah it was really shitty. I think it took me 10 years to pay off that credit card from the Ugh. University of Michigan. Yeah. Wow. Um, My stellar, by the way, now, they're always trying to send me stuff. And they're always like, for your responsible credit usage, here's more credit. Like, we'd actually like you to be less responsible. That's what it seems like. Mm-hmm. Like, they keep um, upping your credit limits because you're not actually spending enough. And you're not actually getting late fees and charges and interest Mm -hmm. and so weird it is i mean the whole credit card kind of like people living people simultaneously living beyond their means and also having no money like i think i read that many americans are like five hundred dollars away from a crisis crisis like a blown tire away from being broke yeah which is just so appalling Yep. The only country I think with more like debt to ratio household is the actually the UK is really bad on that front too, mm. um, which I didn't realize that they like most households have massive amounts of debt and live on quite a bit of credit. I feel like the only thing that keeps the UK from being just a total neoliberal hellhole is um, is their healthcare system. Otherwise, they're pretty indistinguishable from the US in terms their of health- system and also I don't know I watch all of these like trashy um trashy shows about young parents and in, in the UK um yeah. they're they're the government housing what are the council flats? council states yeah I'm sorry but those look 
nicer than the majority of like, you know, what everyday Americans are living in. Um, yeah. There, that's also just a distinction. The, the standard of living um, a standard that, that the poor people yeah. is higher there. Like it's, it's meant to be livable. And yeah. here, uh, here um, in the U.S., not so yeah. much. Although the standard I, of construction is not so great. Remember that one building burned down. Yeah, Green like Greenfield Tower. Yeah. Where was? That? Yeah, it in was Lo- in London. London. Yeah. Oh, because it was built like absolute shit and maintained poorly. Yeah. Well, we all, all along the Florida, South Florida coast oh, as yeah, well. well that's, I wonder if they're going to, they're all apparently like Naples and Fort Myer are unsalvageable. Like, I wonder if at some point they're just going to stop building on those areas. I will say like Naples and Fort Myers are night and day. Naples is really wealthy. And I bet, I bet a lot of the, the mansions, which of which there are many because they're probably built up to the the most recent code. (laughs) requirements uh, I, i'd be interested to know but fort myers is a very depressed community overall yeah naples was like if jim and i wanted to treat ourselves we'd drive two hours across the state to like playground of the rich naples and have like right. a 200 italian dinner <laughs> exactly <laughs> you know? like it well i don't know i just remember in fancy miami like looking out from my brother's property backyards that just are piers with the boats parked instead of cars mm-hmm. yeah that's rich when you know when you live on a freaking canal um and instead of a driveway you have a, your boats parked like yes. directly on although i will tell you they are shitty houses with like a boat parked in the back also in in florida oh. Like oh, that's yeah. like also a thing. There's so many canals. Surprisingly, there's not enough rich people to fill them. So there's still <laughs> like low mid income neighborhoods that have access to canals. They're just not usually not as close to the to the ocean, you know. Right. right. You have to drive drive a little while's out before yeah. you you yeah. hit the I'll, the. Take, I'll take one of the shitty. I mean, if I was going to live in Florida, but I I wouldn't in a billion years. <laughs> Don't. Yeah. Don't do it. Don't Not, yeah. No. It's uh did you Disney see that World. did you see that picture of like Joe Biden like being greeted and Joe and Jill being greeted like cheerfully by a worker while they're visiting Florida and they're all mm-hmm. all smiles and then DeSantis is like in the side like walking <laughs> like beside them but he's just completely looks he's like in a Trump style ill-fitting suit and he's grimacing <laughs> and that's not surprising. And the internet has been having like a great time with it's, that that photo. It's election day in the U.S. in many parts, right? Today? No, not today. No, the no yeah, what? but November, right? November. Oh, oh my god! Oh my gosh! Like, you were like shit. I didn't make it to the polls. I was like, uh, <laughs> um, yeah. no, November. That's what I meant. Because yeah, November eighth. I am a just sharp student of American politics, <laughs> clearly, since I've moved out of the country. November 8th. Da, 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 da. I guess we'll see what happens. Are you excited? Facebook is banning all political advertising after November 1st. It's like, oh, great effort, Facebook. Seven days Apparently, of no political advertising. There's an, 
article about how they're forcing all of their employees into the metaverse because nobody else is there. <laughs> I don't Does anybody know anybody who's using the the head thing who's do who's in the metaverse or absolutely uses? not one no, person not one I, I do see things come across like my boss's like stuff that's sent to him like conference tech conference all in the metaverse and then it'll have those little cartoon people and it's like how am i supposed to take this seriously like you have sent this to a multi-million dollar corporation and you're asking us to like give you thousand dollars, thousands of dollars for sponsorship. And you just, just sent me this email full of cartoon people. Like, hey, meet Susie. She's the head of FinTech for so-and-so corporation. And she's like a fucking bitmoji with you no know, terrible cartoon outfit on. It's just all so strange. Nobody, I don't think anybody's there yet. And I don't know if they no. will be. Do you think that wearable technology will, ever ever be a thing okay so this is the article report even meta's own employees don't want to go to their own metaverse <laughs> um, meta has ordered its own employees to spend more time in the company's variant of the metaverse good <sighs> god the I report mean, from the verge I would, you know what if i work memos. for facebook i would fuck around in the metaverse all day and do nothing if it's free yeah. No, Meta's but- flagship metaverse app is too buggy and employees are barely using it, says the executive in charge. Everyone in the in this organization should make it their mission to fall in love with the horizon world. You can't do it that without using it. Good God. Could you imagine mandating that your employees spend fucking time at work in like cyberspace? <laughs> I I, for one, am for it, for, like, there's nothing more fun than fucking around in buggy computer games because anything could happen. Like, you're talking to somebody and suddenly they're, like, floating away or, like, upside down. It would be hilarious. I mean, I do you think that is ever going to, do you think the VR thing is ever really going to take off? Yeah, I think when it, once it's, like, lightweight glasses, definitely. It's okay. a little, it's a little bulky now, but happen? technology just gets smaller and smaller. So I, I do think that it will take off. I just think you that it, so yes, I think it's the, the technology is so crude right now um, compared to this thing that I expected to be in the future. I mean, yeah, I do think it will. Interesting. Be- so, be- but remember Google glasses were very lightweight and absolutely no one wanted to wear them. They didn't, they didn't actually do anything. So they didn't have like a VR world that you could because there just wasn't that sort of technology. It hadn't seeped out that like other platforms weren't embracing it so much. So you couldn't have the glasses just kind of by themselves when when there was really nothing to use them on at that point. Right. Yeah. Okay. So you guys are fully on board with that. One day we're all going to be wearing like lightweight glasses that or <laughs> put us in some kind of like contact something very very small yeah I, board, I don't know if i'm on board but i do believe it it will happen yes interesting have, have okay. you ever done any vr anything i have 
It's wild. I did Lori Anderson's like VR installation. It was really cool. You're sitting, you put the glasses on, you put the pulse set headset on and you're on a plane with her like funky ass, like Lou Reed music, which is very, very cool. And the plane starts to disintegrate until you're like, it's so wild. What's that? Isn't that like your basic everyday? It's my total fear. Yeah. Yeah. But it's very cool. Like you're suddenly like the the chair in front of you. It's all animated, so the chair in front of you starts to float away, and then you look down, and the floor floats away, and it's just clouds that oh. you're on, and everything starts flying through the air, like people's suitcases and watch it. It's it was incredibly. It was. I thought it was incredible. I thought it was amazing, and I was like, I can't wait to get this off. And you were not dizzy at all. No, I wasn't. It didn't do too much motion. I mean, it was, yeah. yeah. I um, I had, I, I think I've had only one experience with it, and it was at the <laughs> the Whitney Museum Biennale a few years ago. Mm-hmm. And um, the piece you put the headset on, and the piece was a guy was beating the shit out of another guy, like just crushing oh his face, like just destroying him, kicking him and like blood was spurting out and it was pretty realistic. And the whole thing was like, do you look at it or do you look away or do you do anything? Like that was the, kind of the, the intention. I, I mean, that's so contrived. I don't know. I mean, it, you know, it's not real. So what do you do? Because I have so much experience with violence in video games. Um, yeah. I think I was like, oh, okay, well. Oh, really? This is happening. But I do remember the instability feeling of like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to stand upright or if I'm just about to fall over. So I don't know if I can handle like extensive VR experiences. Did you did you find that instability kind of fun and kind of like a bouncy house fun, you know? I don't think it was too bad, but I was thinking if this was like a roller coaster game or something, I would be freaking out. You know, I don't wow. think I've, I don't think I have ever put on the glass. I feel like I've seen them places and just didn't stop or whatever. Uh, but yeah, I don't believe I have had the pleasure of the VR experience yet, but the, I will. The pleasure or the agony. Yeah. Or both. Well, speaking of so many things. So, <laughs> so, so many things. So, so many things. Um, we should probably talk about this week's subject. This is a song for a random feature. What's it about? Whatever we feel like. Might remind you of your middle school teacher. With info that's useful. Uh, nah, psych. Let's. Yeah. Which is uh, another lovely op-ed. Yeah, it's an opinion piece in the failing New York Times. Oh, no. With the provocative title that dating is broken, going retro could fix it. This is very good for our middle-aged asses. Arranged um, matches, like in yeah. India. They last it's, longer. Um, that's kind of what she's saying. Um, Mikhail Leibowitz wrote this one. Let's see. What part of it should I read? 
why don't, why don't we just make this like a reading time and you just read the whole thing to us and we'll be children. Dear God, it's very long. <laughs> you it's don't very want that. The beginning, does he, I don't know. Actually, I, I read the first paragraph and I was like, I don't understand any of this. Am I having a stroke? But then I kept reading and it was better. Yeah. This, yeah. Okay. This is um, great content you're giving us. I'm going to leave it, it all. It really <laughs> is. I'm trying to pick out the most salient part of it. So you didn't highlight and like like I do, you didn't highlight <laughs> all of the parts you're going to read. Um, okay, let's, how about this? In October, 2019, Pew conducted a survey to understand Americans' attitudes towards romantic relationships. Most daters told Pew their romantic lives weren't going well. And three quarters of respondents said that it was difficult to find people to date. When asked why finding a date was so difficult, reasons varied by gender. Women tended to say that it's challenging to find someone who meets their expectation or is looking for the same type of relationship. Men mostly said they have trouble approaching people. These complaints seem counterintuitive. Internet dating promises an abundance of choice to meet any standards, a profusion of filters to suit any relationship and low barriers to reaching out to relieve any anxiety. But as I found when I talk to people about what it's like to date now, the theoretical abundance of options, filters, and low barriers to engagement often don't translate to high quality interactions. Instead, daters find themselves caught in a cycle of unanswered messages and dead-end interactions and contributing to ubiqu ubiquitous feeling of dating app burnout. Yeah, dating apps suck. Yeah, actually, Jen, I know this is your segment, but can I read the next little? Yeah, uh, absolutely. This is kind of like the crux of the article. So yeah. apps aren't working, so back to more traditional forms. So here's the next paragraph. Things were different before the rise of online dating. From the mid-1940s until 2013, heterosexual Americans were most likely to meet their romantic partners through friends. Families were also big in the matchmaking business. As late as 1980, almost 20% of heterosexual couples met with their help. Matchmakers, both formal and informal, continue to play a major role in connecting singles in plenty of more traditional communities. So yes, arranged matches in, in Indian communities and in Orthodox Jewish communities and lots of other culturally specific uh, traditional communities is still happening. And the point of this article is that if everybody could go back to that, then maybe they would find more satisfaction, compatibility and, longev and longevity with their partners. Is that I, fair enough? Yes. I say have more Saturday night dance parties at the school gym so that you can like, you know, dance with you. Like the cutest boy in the school. I don't know. Isn't that how it used to work? We're, we're talking about adults though. What happens when you get into your twenties and thirties and you're dating? Same. Have more dance no parties, plan. more dance parties with more like a chaperone. Parties. There has to be like a, a chaperone there to we're make talking, sure there's no. Wait, there, there needs to be a chaperone for 20 year olds. <laughs> exactly. What the fuck? So are you are you a sister wife? Like what you just gotta make sure that like that, that, that leave space for Jesus. Well, I don't okay. know. If you've ever watched some of these um like uh reality shows? I've watched some about Orthodox Jewish communities dating. Um yeah. people in their 20s do go on dates with chaperones. And you know, 
Yeah. And one thing that this article talks about, I don't have it handy to read, is that if you meet through a matchmaker, you're less likely to, to treat the person that you're going on a date with as disposable. You can't just ghost them. You have some accountability yeah. person who uh, matched you because you look like a dick if you do that. You might be a dick, but you, you might be less likely to um, be seen as a dick. I mean, I wonder if this does portend the end of dating. Like, I think it's interesting that there's serious dating app burnout that people are just like, yeah, I can't do this. I don't because I do know, I do know people like that who are just like, fuck this. I, I don't like, especially women. I feel like get, it's weird. I've noticed that with dating apps, women can get the first date quite easily. It's the second date that ends up being of course, a lot more difficult. Mm, Um, and they, the, like, can I text him or what happens next? Or, you know, they, they get like love bombed at first and then completely left out in the cold. And once it happens to you, like two or three times, you're just like, fuck this. I'm never going on this thing again. Jen, I think that that, that the, the power dynamics, which really quickly when you're on that, when you're online dating, because as a woman, you, absolutely have initially the most power, the most choice, but then all of these rules kind of kick in. And then the man is supposed to make the first move. You're not supposed to be too eager. You're, you know, not supposed to be too, um, available. And then it all becomes a shit show of of being, uh, you know, I don't know, this morass of like rules and gender politics. I just want the kids today don't have the stamina for it. It's a numbers game. And you have to forget about all the rules. You have to like stack like six 30 minute coffee dates. Don't make a big deal out of it. Don't set up dinner dates, a fun night at the roller rink or whatever the kids are doing these days. It's like coffee, 30 minutes, have several of them back to back text back immediately afterward and say, hey, that was fun. Let's do it again. If they're playing mind games with you, move on to the uh, next one. It's like bang, bang, bang. Because I internet dated a lot. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I realized you can't pin your hopes on any of them. And if they're going to be these mind game players, then you just move on quickly. Also, the the other rule is no text texting like endlessly for days on end or months or weeks or whatever. If they're not, willing to, they're not willing to meet you next week, then forget about it. Oh, absolutely. I, I firmly believe that one. Yeah, but you only know that in retrospect, right? And like, it, it, I, I mean. Yes, but I, I'm a pioneer. Think... I'm a path maker in this because I was doing internet dating from like inception. Like when we were in college, Kim, I was like yeah. checking out the message boards because that's how the gays had to do it. You know, we I are- wonder. Do you think if you met, okay, I do have one question. Like if you meet somebody, say you're set up with somebody through a friend, right? You might be less likely to treat that other person like shit. Cause you're like, oh, we have a friend in common. So we're probably going That's to run. That, the point with I was making before, if it's a friend or a matchmaker or any, if it's any other form of traditional setup, you are much less likely to treat the person like shit because you have accountability to that mutual contact contact okay okay curveball curveball alert 
What yeah. about meeting somebody at work? Because that I, that's how I met Shantane. I think that's how a okay. lot of people meet each other, right? But now there are all sorts of like, there are, there are really intense, interesting rules about that. Like, did you guys hear about the, the um, coach of, this is a little bit different, but it's an interesting, it's interesting, I think. Shantan and I talked about it a lot. So the it must coach be for, interesting. It is. Fascinating conversations <laughs> at our house. No, no, no. Okay. The coach from the Celtics. Did you hear about this? No. no. What? Okay. You're not, you're not with a complete basketball freak. We're not freak in the head. North. We're not in the Northeast of the country. Okay. Well, they, they don't know what basketball is here. So there what? You go. Okay. It's cricket all day, all every day. Oh, okay. Well, this, the coach from the Celtics led them to almost, he, he's been a coach. He's a, he's a new coach and he led them to near victory. Like last year, it was like practically unheard of. Very successful, good looking guy. He's married or I think in a long-term relationship with the actress, Nia Long, who was pregnant during the playoffs and was there by his side, cheering him on. Come to find out that cut to a year later and the Celtics put out a press release or something saying that he, this man has engaged in two consensual affairs with fellow Celtics employees and they're putting him on indefinite suspension. Okay. But these are consensual relationships. I mean, whatever you might think of his personal morality, like I, I kind of was like, I'm not sure. Why is that? I think it really depends, Jen. I, I have I have strong feelings about this. I, I don't think that the majority of workplaces are policing just their rank and file meeting each other. And it starts to get a little bit more complicated when you have someone in an extreme position of power dating someone who is a subordinate. It, it might be consensual or not, but the fact remains that there is a power imbalance when when uh, the relationship ultimately ends. In most cases, the person who is the subordinate is put in a really shitty position. So it I do think that if you're the, you know, head of a company, you're a, you're a, in the executive suite and you're dating your secretary or your assistant, that that's a problem. There is consensual or not, there's a power imbalance. Oh, okay. Well, here's the thing. His name is, okay, wait a second. I just looked it up. His name is Ime Odaka. Is that, that's the coach's name. And yeah. it says in one of the headlines that he was accused of sleeping with wife of Boston Celtics owner. <laughs> no so now he's just a baller like later okay. somebody like, off that's why he's in trouble well it's just also tacky whatever you're tacky get i mean when you join an organization i don't know if people realize i mean at a certain level you sign shit that says we have morality clause exactly for if you do some fucked up shit we can fire you as long as we're, it's not because of your race or protected status. You do some shit we like, we don't like you're it's fireable. There doesn't have to be this huge discussion about it. You know, it's let's, so let's true. Go. It's, 
It's okay. I mean, this is a whole, I find it, I don't know. I find it increasing corporate control over people's lives, including their morality. I, I mean, do I find it distasteful? Yes. Am I sure it's my business? I don't know. I really, I, I, I'm really on the fence about this one. Anyway, yes, we know, I know that you're, you're an advocate for basically. Yeah, I'm dying to hear this. Polygamy. Uh, exactly. Uh, polyamory. Uh, sister, polyamory, uh, vast Cheating. power imbalances. Yes. Um, thank you. To take it That's back to me. dating, though, like somewhat okay. adjacent, um, how do you feel about, how did you feel about if this was your experience of dating somebody, knowing that they were dating other people? Like, I, I think this happens oh. in big cities a lot. Maybe in New York City, it, it certainly happened. I would be dating multiple people at the same time because you're not uh, going to limit yourself and I wonder how they do that today, what kind of tolerance they have for that. I and, think and I do not mean going on like group dates. I mean, you know, like on, on Thursday, I'm going out with like, this person. You have like Friday. five hoes is what you're saying. Like five <laughs> exactly. and five bros. You're, it's like a sampler. It's like a buffet. Like you're sampling things to see which one you like best. You guys, let's bring it back to the article because, and let's, because I think the article is interesting because mm-hmm. we've, if we have branched out into power dynamics and uh, stuff like that, but- I think Kim doesn't want to answer my question. What What was the question? I Which just is like, if you're internet dating, okay, we can tie it in. If you're internet, if you're dating, like say you're on an app and you meet somebody and they're like, hey, I'm dating like five other people at the same time. Are you cool with that? Um, yeah, up until a certain point. Yes, that's the reason why you're on the dating app. You're going on multiple dates. Okay. That's just the nature of the beast, I think. I just wonder if these kids today are like expecting too much of these dating apps, right? Like, oh, this is the, the one every time. Well, we- this is the thing that the article brought up that I thought was really a good point, just based on my vast experience with dating and dating apps is that you are, as a woman, you are just programmed to be, as soon as that power dynamic flips that we talked about. So, okay, you've, they've swiped right on you and you swipe right and you've got all these choices and you're, you know, you're um, part of their smaller pool of choices. From that point on, the power dynamic flips. You feel that you're not you're not able to say, okay, you know what? I don't just want to do casual. I'm looking for a relationship. You're not supposed to say that. You're not supposed to say, I want to have children someday. You're not supposed to um, say what your preferences are about things. You're not supposed to say, I, I want to um, withhold, not withhold sex. That sounds so negative. <laughs> <laughs> I will I use to, sex as a weapon. I want to use sex as a weapon. No, I want to hold out. I want to wait until we know each other better. Well, I have in the past said that like, you know, in general, like my experiences with sex as a younger person were positive. I don't think that they were conducive to like long-term relationships. So those are two separate things. So I really agreed with that in, in the article because I feel like an online dating, women are programmed to with these rules and men too, 
And it's not conducive to a compatible, lasting relationship. And maybe matchmaking is because you talk about all those things. Your Yenta, your matchmaker, your you know, cousin or whoever it is that matches you up. Like, oh, I know this person. She's been looking for a relationship or, you know, I know this cousin and um, she's great and she's just like you and she wants to have kids and, you know, she she just graduated. She just graduated from law school, too. You know, you you're already building something based on deeper um, combat compatibilities. But it, it, it just seems like so maybe our expectations are too high but it just seems like what are the chances that that person is the one or whatever right and maybe we need to they need to stop hoping for the one no but that's yes with online dating yes but but the point of the article had you read it was that (laughs) if it hadn't been sent at 6 a.m my time i believe uh i i was the person who came up with a a topic after we uh scrambled for 24 hours by our 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 expertly researched podcast uh which by the way we need to wrap up yeah any any sage last okay one thing i do think is interesting is um why do some arranged marriages last a lifetime and why in this sort of freedom of choice supposedly we have do the vast majority of people feel deep deeply lonely and robbed of agency well, I mean, I think, that is a very compelling and interesting question, I think. I think in I, the world of arranged marriages, because everything is within your community, there's kind of a pressure to maintain that. I think there's a lot of infidelity, though, that goes along with it. Um, yeah, maybe. But but I think it goes back to the article, which is you're, you are starting the relationship based on deep compatibilities yeah and putting thing, your expectations out there at the outset about right finances children sex yeah and that leads to longer lasting um partnerships yeah no agreed and maybe the whole notion of romance is somewhat of an illusion i don't know it's tricky i'll say this if i were dating and i liked the person you know, I had strong feelings for them or was developing strong feelings for them. And they were like, I have other bitches. I'd be like, goodbye. Well, really? yes, I, I would not be. You, you, you were online dated at a certain point. I hated point. it. You're yes, a quitter. You're a quitter, At a certain point, you're doing multiple dates because you do, that's just. I did work, three, right? like four years apart. <laughs> Kim, oh, well, I, well. I was like, yeah. <laughs> Um, I, I but hated it. And I, I, I also would, mm-hmm. couldn't stand the power. I couldn't stand all the things you were talking about, but like, can I text the person or they're not texting me? Or I think it was, I just, uh, God, it was exhausting. And you, I was like, I'd rather be alone with 99 cats. That's and, what I uh, said after my last internet date, I was like, fuck this. Yeah. I um, you know what I would love? I would love. We need to get a Zoomer on that's internet dating now and find out what the skinny is in this current day and age. And none of well, them are dating; they're in the metaverse trying to have sex with themselves with their, their coworkers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. All right. Well, I think Jen. I think what you need 
or at least needed when you were having all that dating trauma, it was betterhelp.com. Betterhelp.com. 100%. Um, if only I'd had better help and Bluetooth. Help, help yourself. Online. Better. Yes. Better. Uh, exactly. Yes. Online therapists available 24 hours a day. At and your then call. the men I dated also needed Bluetooth. Bluetooth. <laughs> <laughs> the men's down there pill yeah is that what we are yeah that's where we have to go look we need those patreon dollars or we'll be forced to solicit blue chew it's a pill that helps men help you <laughs> help us help you help her <laughs> we are nothing but helpful and educational as always as always um you mentioned our patreon that's at Halfway there, the podcast. Also on social media, if you donate to our Patreon, you get a lovely Keep It Perky t-shirt and other so cute secret materials that are so secret, I can't even recall what they are, but they're awesome. Um, we, uh, we can be found on social media, right? Yes. Yes. On, on, on mo your, most of your major socials, at least. Uh, on on your Instagrams and your Facebooks, um, and you could reach us in our very own private email. Pickle <laughs> <laughs> our box with your delightful little messages, your little sweet nothings. Please email us at halfway there the podcast at gmail dot com. We'd love to hear from you. And Indeed. yeah, tell us about your dating adventures and misadventures with the apps. I'd love or to hear. I love to hear from somebody who's doing it right now. Indeed, someone who is going the traditional route, who is uh, being arranged. I'd love to hear. About yeah, that. that would be really cool. Yes, agreed. Indeed. Um. Yeah, that would be really that would that would be really interesting. Have you have you used a twenty first century Yenta? Yeah. Have you used a millionaire matchmaker? I don't even think I they would let me. <laughs> <laughs> you think you'd be rejected by yeah, Yenta? One hundred percent. She's like. Looking through the be brochure, like, you're like the middle catalog. aged and you have no money. <laughs> Who am I going to set you up with? <laughs> They're flipping through the book of like available men going, no, no, yeah, not no, interested in no. you. No, <laughs> yeah. baby, but they just need to be like 90 years plus because we yeah. all know how that works. Um, Anna Nicole Smith, <laughs> not Anna Nicole. Yeah, it was Anna yeah, Nicole that was Smith, right? right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, okay. Um, on that note, Truly keep it perky. Keep it keep perky. It perky. perky. Bye. Bye. This has been halfway there, but it's also the end. The end of this episode of halfway there. You get it. <laughs>